my name. Hello and welcome to You Are Not Alone. You Are Not Alone is a one with one horror actual play podcast. I'm playing your host and RPG loving friend. If you went to PAX Unplugged this year, I hope you had a great time. I only ended up going on Sunday this year, but it was really cool to see so many people coming together to share their love of tabletop games. I completed the Pirate Borg Corpse Run, didn't win any prizes, but it was a ton of fun and I got to see a lot of awesome Mork Borg content. I also got a nasty case of Concrud, which is why this episode is late in being released. If you're celebrating anything this holiday season, I hope it is amazing. I really love the winter holidays. They focus on light in the darkness and hope in the face of despair, which is what we're all about here at You Are Not Alone. It is a call to all of us to be good to one another, especially when things are at their toughest. I also want to say just a special thank you as the new year approaches to everyone who listens to You Are Not Alone. You make my life better, and I really appreciate you giving me some of your time every other week. For the front matter, if you like what you hear, please consider rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you use. It really does help other folks find us. If you'd like to ask a question, recommend a game, be a guest, or just say hi, you can reach me on Twitter at notalone underscore har, or via email at youarenotalonepod at gmail.com. So in our last episode, the android Ivan, I-V-N, got into the living quarters of the UMB today. Almost immediately, he realized there were people living there, and he found an engineer named Harold Stiles. Harold Stiles almost immediately started showing signs of unusual behavior. There were strange lumps on his body that kept moving around. Ivan took Stiles to the med bay where he met Dr. Movdi. At first, she seemed to be acting normal, but as they began their medical exam on Harold, Things got weird. I just want to give a content warning for the upcoming episode. There are a lot of spiders. So if you are a person who has arachnophobia or just is bothered by spiders, this may not be the best episode for you. With that out of the way, let's jump into our last episode of Mothership with Billy Blue. The smile starts to get wider and wider. I take a step back. Almost to a point now where like it looks like it is, I mean, obviously beyond her control, but to a point where like it is trying to go beyond what a human mouth is capable of. Hmm. And I think you actually see like that, that white fluid that is at the corner of her lips uh, is starting to turn a little bit pink because there's actually like a little bit of blood mixing in with it hmm. as the skin at the side of her mouth is like splitting. The smile is trying to go so wide. Oh, wow. Uh, give me a, I think this is a sanity check. I think this is starting to go beyond just right. biological terror. So I have to get uh, below yes, a, a 20? 20 or less. Oh boy. Oh, 13. There you go. Uh, your stress does not go wow. up. Uh, 
but the, like this is obviously very unnatural and like as mm-hmm. you like you said you know tell me what you see and she's like i just do not understand why klein manufacturing could not leave this be And I take one step away, like back from her, and I say, leave what be? We were providing everything they asked for. We were cutting costs. It was an ideal situation. And then they had to send you, Ivan. I say, I am no longer addressing Teresa Moody, am I? Oh, you are not. Okay, I take one more step back and I point my weapon right at her smiley mouth and I say, I say, I have judged this to be an extremely hostile situation. This is your only chance to kneel and surrender until we can ascertain the best course forward i will not ask you again and i think it's at that point that she turns to face you and now you can see like she has those similar protrusions uh around her like over her body and you can see them like not only like starting to protrude a little bit more but they're like moving up uh, and they keep moving up as opposed to just moving around. Uh, and that smile keeps mm. getting bigger and bigger. As this is happening, I turn on my body cam. Okay. You uh, you turn on the body cam just in time for the, the protrusions start to like move up to her throat. And so the skin on her throat is like pushing out almost like two hands were inside of her and the fingertips were pushing outward and they move up to her face and her mouth changes finally from that smile to just a wide gaping. O. and you see a whole host of spiders push out of her mouth oh, wow. and like skitter across her face. I shoot her in the head. Uh, give me uh, a combat plus military training roll. Got it. And as I, right before I do, I also say, Teresa Movedia, I'm sorry for your loss. And bah, 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 did you say combat plus yeah, military? Yeah, so that should be a 50 or lower. So that'd be a 50? Oh, shoot. I rolled a 61. Oh, the dice the dice started out so good for you. I know, right? How do I miss? And I don't I actually yeah. don't think you miss uh in this situation. You're so okay. close. Uh but what happens yeah. is so these spiders explode out of her mouth and skitter away. Uh, and they like skitter down her body and like out of the med bay. Uh and you shoot her and I think what you realize kind of immediately as the the bolt from your blaster hits her is uh, that she was already dead. Uh, And there was something about these spiders inside of her that were keeping her alive. 
And once once they burst out and ran off, like she was just dead. Uh, and so you shoot her, and her body like hits the ground. What's uh, Harry Styles doing? Uh, I think he starts to yell and scream. And when you look over, like those same protrusions in him are escaping as well. Uh, and so, like his I mouth shoots it. open as he screams, uh, and the spiders uh, explode out of his mouth as well and try to flee. And they're not like they're not giant spiders. They're you know maybe about golf, mm-hmm. like a little under golf ball sized. Uh, but okay. they like skitter out of his mouth and out of the table um, as his body just kind of goes rigid and obviously dead as well. Um, I sprint out of the room. My goal is to try to get through the door and shut it so they can't follow. Okay. Is that a speed check or does it just happen? Um, yeah, give me a speed check to see if uh, you're able to stop them from escaping. I am not. Um, and I don't think like they're not trying to chase you or anything. They seem to be fleeing uh, mm-hmm. as well. But like as you run out the door, they kind of skitter out the door at the same time and like spread. And you see them uh, run up the, the walls and into uh, the air ducts. Well, I'm sure that's not going to be terrible. Man, what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, huh but they don't seem like they're focusing on me. No, they seem to be trying to peace out to flee. Um, I, did I make it out of the med bay? Yeah, you're out of the med bay. Okay. Uh, I do think with the gunfire, you do hear people coming in your direction. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I immediately put the gun away and I stomp on a spider. Okay. And I'm waiting, but, you know, making sure I'm not, like, swarmed or anything. Yeah, so you uh, you stomp on one of the spiders, and, uh, like, like I said, the rest kind of go skittering into the air ducts. Uh, and a moment or two later, uh, three humans, I think, probably from the mess hall, you weren't too f- terribly far from there, come, like, obviously trying to investigate the sound of gunfire. I put my hands up and I say, please help, help, please help. They're hurt. And uh, one of uh, one of them, uh, a woman who's probably in her early 50s says, who are you? Identify yourself. And I say, I say, hello, my name is Ivan. I work for corporate. I just got here and something terrible has happened to your crewmates. I think they were infected. They're in there, but please, it's very bloody. Please don't go in there. And they say, I don't know what happened to them. And this is, it's genuine concern from Ivan. He is not acting, but it's also as close to like sad as he can get. Um, so he's genuinely like worried and scared for the human's safety. Okay. But he's, you know, he's not brought to tears, but he is very bothered. And I think as you say that, 
um, the woman in her early 50s begins to smile at you. Oh, great. (laughs) And she says, Why must you speak lies, Ivan? I'm starting to back away and I say, What lies? You make it sound like you are not the aggressor in there. I say, by definition, one cannot be aggressor while they are defending themselves. And I unholster my gun, but I keep backing away. And she continues to smile, and she says, You could have left well enough alone. And I say, You could have left the humans well enough alone. I suppose that's true, but is it not the biological imperative of all living things to survive? I say, granted, but if you are taking innocent lives, there must be answers. And I was sent here in investigative capacity. If you provide me the answers, perhaps we can avoid more bloodshed. What answers do you seek? And I say, Who are you? How long have you been on this ship? What have you done to the crew? What is your goal? And if you could tell me any of your weaknesses, that'd be really cool too. (laughs) (laughs) You could just tell me how I go about killing you. Yeah. Um, And she says... And I think as as this is happening, what you notice is is this human that's talking to you is, you know, of course, smiling in this super creepy way. But the, the eyes of the human, whoever this human is, are they are terrified. Hmm. Um. Give me a fear check. All right. 71. Okay. So you, this is the first time where like it, it, it almost hits you how terrifying this is seeing this woman with this huge smile across her face and these just terrified eyes. And she says, you can call me Marisse. I say, hello, Marisay. I am Ivan. Thank you for answering the first of my questions. Please proceed. I have made these humans my children. I seek to survive, and I have helped them become better. I say that is, while that is an admirable goal, I require more information. Please continue. When I first came upon the ship, you should have seen how these humans fought amongst each other. And I I nod my head and I say, 
humans are a model of inefficiency. It's so true, Ivan. They they did their jobs, yes, but they fought and they fought. And I, I did not want to see them fighting so. And so I made them my children. And now look at how peacefully they coexist. I say, um, peace is not what you have shown me since my arrival. I tried to show you peace, but you had to push. And I say, mysteries demand investigation. And that is my job. What is your goal with this ship? To survive. Were you not surviving before you came here? Not in a way that could resemble life. I was so lonely. There was only there was only me in space. And then I found all of these people and they hated each other so much. As one who has been created by humans, I understand precisely what you are describing. They have designed me to mimic them in many ways, except emotionally. And I do not hate you, but you do need to stop. And I think that after you say that, she's like, oh, I am, I am not going to stop, Ivan. I think you know that somewhere in your circuitry. And I nod. And I say, I was afraid of that. Are we still... Are we standing still or are we moving through the hallways? Because if she's moving towards me, I'm taking one step back each time. Yeah, I don't think, like, I think when she, re- like, she may have taken a step closer to you, but I don't think that, like, if she noticed you kept stepping back, I don't think she would continue. Gotcha. And I say, what would it take for you to leave the station? And I think, like, the the body stops and is still for a moment, um, obviously, in thought. And I think that, like, when this happens, uh, there's a moment where, like, all of the muscles in this body sort of go limp. And they're standing there, but, like, everything kind of untenses. And so, like, her shoulders slump and her arms and hands kind of just droop down at her side. And there's this moment or two of silence and then almost like the muscles in her body were rubber bands. They're all pulled taut again. And she kind of stands up straight and looks at you and she's like, if you could find me a new home, one with friends to keep me company, I would leave the ship. And I say, That may be possible, 
do you mean friends or do you mean slaves? And I think she, like she, she thinks again for a moment and there's that, like all of the rubber bands being let loose and then pulled taut again. And she's like, slave is such a, a negative word, but accurate. Um, but I do require vessels to live within. Do you require a certain number? Or more more properly for my children to live within. They are small. And and I think the like the one arm kind of like flops down and points towards the spider you had crushed on the floor. And she's like, and there Carapace is not as strong as mine. No. I need a place for them. To be safe. Safety is the one biological imperative across all life forms. If I am inclined to help you, it would be under the condition that you do not hurt any more people. Is this something that you can promise? She's like I she says uh, I I have no desire to hurt them. Your desire is inconsequential. Uh and I think she says Ivan you are the only one who has harmed these humans. And I say incorrect because Even a synthetic life form, such as myself, can look into a human's eyes and recognize agony. And I say, Marisay, I'm sorry, but I don't think I'm going to be able to help you. Well, that is a shame, Ivan. And I think that uh, one of the men that was standing behind this woman that you were talking to uh, pulls out a gun and points it at you. I just don't even wait. I just I just shoot him right in the chest. Okay. Give me a uh, combat plus military. Got it. So fifty. 32. All right. Uh, what kind of gun do you have? A laser cutter. All right. Let's see what the damage on that bad boy is. And I like to think that since he's an android, it's like crazy fast reflexes. Even though I have a low speed, it's just visually, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the laser cutter... Uh... Please tell me it slices him in half. Oh, it is... So it takes it takes time to recharge, so you have limited shots with it. Okay. Um, but the damage on the laser cutter is one D one hundred. Oh wow! Uh, so the laser cutter has six shots. Okay. Uh, it takes one round to recharge between shots, and once you've used the six shots, it takes an hour to recharge. Okay. 
if I if I wait between shots, can it recover one shot at a time? Uh so it will always it will always take one hour to recharge one of the spent shots. Okay. Uh you have six shots that take a, a round between each to recharge before it needs to start doing like the big recharge. So it takes an hour to recharge the shot out of combat, but a round in combat? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's so it's a little weird. So essentially like it's kind of like a revolver. Okay. Uh where it has six shots that are like built in. Uh-huh. Uh and it, it takes what one hour to recharge a shot, but it has six stored up. Okay. Okay. Um so like once you are out of the six shots, it's going to take an hour to get the get each shot. Uh, it's an uh, let me recharge from far. Oh, so it's one hour to recharge if you plug it in, or six hours uh, naturally. Okay, got it. Um, but so you have six shots with it, but it does, like I said, one d one hundred damage. Wow. Uh, so roll me a one d one hundred. Let me see what I got here. I have two d tens. Yeah, so you could just do like a standard percentile. Uh, 51. Yeah, so it, you fire this laser cutter, and like laser cutters are designed to like be used on the hull of a ship to repair it. Yeah. Uh, And so you put that beam directly into the chest of this person, and like they essentially just explode. Nice. Um, incinerating the spiders within it too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I want to like have that like ember spread to each spider. So it kind of like slowly dissolves them as they, you know, yes. Like almost melts them down. Yeah. I think you see like this puddle of like essentially magma. Yeah. On the ground. Like, like I said, this is meant to cut the whole of a ship. Nice. And you just fired it into the chest of a human being. Cool. Um, and I think as that happens, the two other, the the woman that you were talking to and then the other man behind her, both, like, both of their mouths just, like, snap open as wide as possible. And they let out this, like, horrid scream. I book it. I run. Uh, so you turn around. And uh, and just start running as fast as possible. And um, where where do you want to run to? I guess is the question. Um, when I checked the map, was there a weapons bay? Um, or like a guard shack or something? You know. Yeah, I think there was probably a like security room that you imagine. Like you don't know how much of an arsenal that like this ship is not meant as like a yeah a combat ship, but you would imagine that the security room, uh, which I think is on the bottom floor, hmm. probably has at least some some weaponry. Hmm. I guess I'm trying to think what could be the least accessible room for them to get into but it might just all be equal. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think like, you know, potentially like if you're just trying to hold up, mm -hmm. then like almost any room you could probably like override 
the system and make it so that like no one can open that door if you don't want them to. Mm-hmm. Or they would have to, you know, like make an opposed hacking check to try and try and get into the room. Okay, you know what I'm I want to look for actually is some kind of like a uh, main hub, like a computer central, because they're a brain that controls the ship, basically, or a way to access that brain. Uh. So I, I think there's probably two different options depending on like what you wanted to do. So there's mm-hmm. the bridge, which you saw was on the bottom floor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it looks like both of these would be on the bottom floor. There is a bridge and a computer core. So if you just wanted to blow it up and like take all of the systems offline, you could blow up the computer core. Uh, if you wanted to try to like access the system and like strategically cut stuff off, then that would probably be the bridge would probably be your best bet. I think I'm going to go to the bridge. Um, my thought is I want to cut the power to hydroponics. Okay. So I don't know if the bridge is the best spot for that, but if it is, that's where I want to head. Yeah, I would imagine that's kind of where, like, the main kind of terminal, especially if you wanted to do something, like, as nuanced as that, mm-hmm. that's probably the bridge. Okay. And I don't know if this is cheating, but you mentioned plugging in my laser cutter. Is it possible, since I'm a robot, I have, like, a little USB cord and I plug it into my belt or something as I'm running? Or does it have to plug into a bigger power source like a ship? I think, like, with with how powerful that weapon is, mm-hmm. I think, like, in a absolute dire situation, you could probably plug it into yourself and draw some mm-hmm. of your power off to recharge it. Okay. I think you would probably take negatives. Gotcha. Um, like, disadvantage on certain types of roles, because the, the level of power that would be required to recharge something capable of like cutting ship holes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, probably would detract from your, like some of your systems. Um, so I think like in the bridge, there's probably a way for you to plug it in. If you wanted to plug it in, um, in a pinch, I would say that you could plug it into your own power source, but that would come at a cost. Okay. Good to know. Uh, but yeah, the bridge, you know, is like on the bottom floor, on the third, like the lowest level, uh, kind of right by the lift. So you take off running and like, luckily, so there's kind of like two hallways that run down the center of the level you're on. Uh, and they kind of like meet at the top and the bottom of the level. So you could like make an entire circle around this level. And the med bay is kind of at the very bottom of the ship uh, or of that hallway. So you don't have to run back the way you came, which like, you know, there's a mess hall full of people. You can kind of go down the other hallway that takes you up to the lifts. And so you take off running and um, I think you do hear people starting to like come out of the, like some of the rooms and start looking for you. Okay. Um, I'm 
as I'm running down the hall, um, if I do see anyone, I'm basically, I'm shouting, um, I'm saying, I'm shouting, uh, biohazard threat, please stay in your bunks. Biohazard threat, please stay in your bunks. You know, like, uh, like a, an alarm or like a warning just to hopefully make them stay inside. And if not, hopefully just confuse them enough so I can keep running. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, so you're running and you're yelling this and you do see people kind of explode out into the hallway. Uh, you look behind you and, uh, the woman that you had been talking to and the other guy that looked like probably his security guard of some sort, um, are chasing you. Um, like they're a little bit behind because they, they, were shocked by pain uh-huh. uh, briefly, but they have begun to follow you. And what you notice is that they have actually started running on all fours. Hmm. Um, and like, as they chase you, uh, like the one, the one security guard ha- is like on the wall, like stuck Ooh. to the wall, skittering along, following you. Spider-like in a, in a spider like fashion. Um, if there's any, uh, as I'm running down the halls, if there's anything equivalent to like a fire alarm, I'm going to pull that as I'm running. Okay. Uh, yeah. Give me a speed check and I'm going to give you advantage since you're like creating obstacles and distractions. Ooh, I rolled a nine. All right, that is a success. So yeah, you're able to like through like triggering the fire alarm and yelling biological hazard, please stay in your rooms. You're able to create enough distraction uh, where you're able to get to the lift. Cool. Without uh, getting caught. And you head down to the bottom floor uh and you get out and you know, like here, if you took the hallway to the left would take you down to where like the hydroponics labs are and where the manufacturing, uh, labs are, uh, but kind of directly across the hall from you is a door that, you know, leads into the bridge of the ship. Cool. Uh, first thing I'm going to do is seal those doors. I don't know if there's like a lockdown mode or something. Uh, to the bridge? Yeah, yeah. Once I get into the bridge, I want to seal the doors so they can't chase me. Okay. Yeah, so you... Uh, give me a give me a hacking check to see if you can, like, shut down. Gotcha. Um, oh, boy. Oh, wait, no, I read it wrong. Okay. <laughs> 32. All right, that is, uh, that is good enough. Uh, so yeah, you're able to kind of like lock down uh, the the mechanisms so that like this door can only be opened or closed from the terminal in the bridge with you. Cool. And I'm immediately searching through the terminal because I want to find out uh, how I can manipulate like the power, the temperature, the oxygen, all that stuff. Yeah, I think that you are a capable enough uh, 
computer user that like I don't think any of that's locked out from the bridge. Uh, so like you're you're taking some time to um figure out like where those systems are and how you can you know cut oxygen off or drop the temperature mm-hmm. somewhere. And you hear from out in the hallway multiple voices just calling out, Ivan, where are you? And I say, I am in the bridge. (laughs) Just matter of factly, like without even thinking about it, I just, I just say, I am on the bridge. I don't even know if they can hear me, but I just answered the question. You know, you're an android. You should answer Answer the questions that are posed to you. Yeah. Uh, And uh, his, my goal is to reroute the power away from hydroponics. Okay. And also to, um, I don't know if this is possible, to uh, reroute the oxygen supply away. Like I'm thinking like a fire suppression system kind of a thing. Okay. Like if there was a fire, they would cut the oxygen to kill the fire kind of a thing. Um, and I also want to turn the heat way down Okay. as cold as literally as cold as it will allow me to make it. All right. So yeah, you begin. I don't know if that's three checks or something else. Uh, or... Yeah. I'm going to think about that. Okay. Uh, and like what those what those checks will be. Hmm. See, so yeah, give me. Let's start out with just an intellect hacking check. Okay. Um. Uh, fifty-two. Which. Uh, is just forty-nine. Shy of 49. Yeah. yeah. So I think you're like, you're making progress, uh, with a 52, like you haven't terribly botched it. Um, Mm -hmm. you're looking at the different systems and kind of trying to figure out like, all right, like I don't want to cut power to the entire ship. I just want to cut it from like this specific area Mm -hmm. and like figuring out how the systems get rerouted. And you hear something. And there's a moment where, like, in your mind, you're kind of trying to play through what you're hearing. And, you know, you shut off that door so that no one could get through it. Which is a very good idea. And then there's a moment where your mind goes to something you saw earlier. And you identify what you're hearing. You remember those spiders scurrying into the air duct. Ah, crap. And you realize it is the sound of creatures moving through the air duct. Give me a fear check. I don't think that this is this is sanity inducing. Oh, I rolled a three. Alright. You uh you shore yourself up as you hear these creatures moving through the air duct. As I'm hacking, I, I take my bioscanner and I lay it on the terminal in front of me so I can watch the movement as I'm hacking. 
Okay. And you turn the bio scanner on and you look down and you see just all of these little dots starting to converge on your location. Hmm. So let me ask you this. Is Ivan going to keep his cool and continue to work at a, a normal pace? Or is he trying to work quicker now? Hmm. I think he keeps his cool and haste makes waste. He doesn't get afraid, so it doesn't panic him. So he just keeps doing his job. That makes sense. Uh, in that case, give me a hacking check uh, with intellect plus hacking with advantage. 37. Okay. First one passes. So I get a crit and 60. No. Okay. So yeah, that is a success. So you are able to, uh, you know, start rerouting power away from the hydroponics lab, start trying to drop the temperature down. And, you know, you, you take, not that you breathe, but you, you know, do the Android equivalent of like taking calm, steadied breaths and just continue to work away. And as the, the, as it dawns on you that you have successfully done what you were trying to do, you've rerouted power away from that area, you've dropped the temperature, and you think that, like, it, it is probably going to kill whatever is in there, although it might take a little time. It's when you see, you look down at this bioscanner, and it is almost a sea of blackness around a single dot on the screen that you know is you. That absence of biological material that you show up as on the bioscanner, surrounded by so many little dots... And you hear the air vents begin to creak and buckle. And you look around as just hundreds of these spiders fill up the room. What do you do? I... Okay. I take the oxygen tank off of my vac suit. Okay. And I put it where I'm standing. And then I find the farthest point in the room from it. And I go there. Okay. And I'm also, hmm, I also want to send a message to corporate if possible. Okay. I don't know if I can just, you know, go to a different computer terminal. I'm, I'm imagining it's kind of like Star Trek where there's like computers all around. Yeah. That's what I've been picturing in my mind. Okay. Yeah. With like a little step down and all that. So I put the, 
I put the uh, oxygen tank right on the panel where I was. Okay. And then I go across the room to another panel and I start sending a message, but I'm, I'm with my right hand, I'm like accessing the computer and with my left hand, I'm pointing my laser cutter right at the oxygen tank and I'm looking at it. Okay. Uh, let's start with the message. That seems like the easier part to resolve. Yeah. What is the message you are sending? I say, uh, Status report, UMB today. Biological contagion, 100% infection. Um, crew lost. Deactivation imminent. And I sign it, IVN. Yeah, that's good. Excellent. I don't think I need an actual combat role. Mm -hmm. I don't think what you're doing is terribly difficult. The laser cutter is shockingly precise. Mm -hmm. It's meant to cut holes. Yeah. And the oxygen tank is not small. Uh, it's yeah. probably a decent sized oxygen tank. So I think it's easy for Ivan to shoot it. Roll damage. Uh, what do I roll for damage? Uh, that is a D100. Got it. Whoa. 84. All right. I think that the oxygen tank explodes, ignited by this massively hot beam and the entire room erupts in fire all of these spiders begin to melt into little puddles you hear from deeper in the ship a hoarse scream the scream of something much larger mm -hmm. that is running out of oxygen as it feels all of these little spiders that were connected to it dying, melting away as it itself is suffocating. Give me an armor save. All right. Sixty-six. Ooh, that's a crit fail, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does Ivan feel anything as, like, his synthetic body begins to melt? He registers data. He has sensors all through his synth skin that tell him what is happening to it but he doesn't feel pain. He would describe it as informational pressure. So he, it's like the Terminator lowering into the lava pit. Yeah. He is observing as it's happening and he is just watching the spiders melt. And if he is 
able to do anything, like move, he will. But if not, he's just observing. Yeah, and the sensors read, I mean, it is probably close to 1,200 degrees Celsius in this room as metal melts and, and Ivan's body begins to melt as well and everything just turns into roiling magma. Give me a speed check. I think oh, with my disadvantage. <laughs> Got it. That's a fail. That's a fail. So I imagine that Ivan's internal systems are probably connected to his ship. So all of mm -hmm. this data that you're collecting is being uploaded. And so when Klein Industries sends a, a cleanup team, they find your ship and they get all of the data that you collected. How do they find Ivan's body? What shape is it in? I think I think he attempted to crawl towards the door but didn't get very far and I think he's like uh he's crawling so he's on two knees and one hand and the other hand is stretching towards the door like he's reaching for it he was so close I have one last question. I think where it's a good place for us to wrap up when they re-download Ivan's information into a new body. I don't think they're cruel enough to leave the melting in there, but what about that last trip does Ivan still remember when he goes on his next mission? I think he I think he remembers almost everything. I think he remembers firing the laser cutter and logic tells him what happened next. But then it goes black. And it's like when you record over a VHS tape. There's a little static and then empty space. Then there's a little more static, and Ivan opens his eyes. And he's in the corporate office in a brand new body. Thank you to Billy Blue for joining me to play Mothership. Thank you to Sean McCoy for designing such an awesome game. And thank you to you for listening. Our theme song is Everybody Knows My Name by Harley Poe. Thank you to Joe Whiteford for letting us use it. Join us shortly for the start of a holiday adventure where we play Pick Me with the creator Brian Sago. Until then, remember that you are strong.
you are beautiful and you are not alone. Again.